A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my name is Jarvis Smith, and you are listening to Candle of Knowledge. Growing up, I was always somewhat of a gamer. I say somewhat because I wasn't as nearly as hardcore as my brother when it came to gaming, but I did and still do dabble. Some of my favorite game genres are action, RTS, which is real-time strategy, wrestling, basically the WWE series, and RPG, which is role-playing games. On the note of RPG, I'm a big fan of the Fallout franchise by Bethesda, and Fallout 3 is by far my favorite video game of all time. You can do a quick Google search to get the full history of the franchise, but thinking about Fallout 3, which stands out to me, is the unique setting of the post-apocalyptic atmosphere of Washington, D.C., dubbed the Capital Wasteland, and all the layers of exploration it entailed. From exploring underground bomb shelters known as vaults, subway tunnels, abandoned buildings, and finding holotapes are just a few of the many things I was attracted to in this game. And since 2008 when the game came out, I probably played it about three times, spending hundreds of hours unfolding a storyline, lore, and language. And during my third and final playthrough of the game around in 2015, there was a lot happening in my personal life as my mom began to go through her battles with cancer at the top of that year. In particular, around January of that year, she got her first biopsy done for her breast cancer. But then by February of that month, she had issues with her colon too, which was a result of colon cancer attacking her as well. Again, there was just a lot happening and the uncertainty of dealing with cancer and the effects it had on my mom and the rest of us who loved her was taking a toll on everyone. There was definitely, you know, some good moments in these times of concern. And I know when I could, I would try to refocus my mind and play the game. In particular, Fallout 3. And during this act of playing the game, I can't lie, I was hoping to experience some type of escapism. But the fictional world of Fallout gave me an unexpected vision of reality that I didn't see coming. And no, for those that played Fallout, this vision didn't consist of nuclear bombs, radiation, death claws, and getting addicted to Psycho. You see, though I didn't want to admit it, things were changing with my mom. And though I believed that my mom could be the one that can make a difference, the images presented in my journey of Fallout's wasteland steeped into my mind and provided an uncanny perspective that would force me to consider an alternate reality that I didn't even want to entertain. And that reality was seeing what survival looked like without my parents and how would I adapt to my new environment during this change. Thank you.
In the game Fallout, the general name of the protagonist was called the Lone Wanderer. And that was kind of what this uh, storyline was centered around. And essentially, you emerge from this underground bomb shelter, which is a Vault Vault 101. And then your character begins on this mission to go find his father who disappeared on a mission of his own. And then from there, there's a series of events that happen in between that part of the story from you meeting your father and then all the other things that happen after you meet your father that kind of tie up the uh, remaining of the storyline and all that stuff like that for the game. And the images that Fallout was giving me about survival was just about who you want to become um, by the decisions that you make. And but you're face you're forced to face a series of these different types of actions, you know, and these actions um, will ultimately play out to, to how you progress and how your character is viewed. And, and that's very true true to how it is in, in real life. And there's so much, you know, incidents that go down that question your morals, question your ethics, question your values of like who you want to become. And, you know, and, it, and it's usually easier when you have the guidance of your parents to, to kind of put that into your head. And, you know, that's something that, you know, for me personally, you know, I fall back on to just to the lessons that, you know, my mother taught me and my father taught me, etc. You know, but you, you're faced with all these different types of challenges and, you know, choices and decisions. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, this game had that constantly kept coming up was just karma. You know, um, you know, they, they made a sense of like, you know, good karma, neutral karma. And then, of course, the, the negative karma. And, you know, based on the decisions that you make, whether you choose to steal from, you know, this uh, town, you choose to help this person by giving them water, you know, or you just play a neutral and you really don't pick a side and you just kind of only look out for what's uh, best for you to survive. It's your overall outlook of like how you will grow and develop your character, you know, how, how they will progress and how experiences that you have. And that was true to my own life of like just how to figure out how would I maneuver and, and, and work around these things where you don't have, you know, your parents to guide you. And in particular, it wasn't just like you, you don't have your parents to guide you. You're growing up. That's part of life. But to me, it was just like you don't even have your parents to go back to, you know, once they're, once they're gone. And, you know, that's something that, you know, oddly enough in this game, I felt this type of uh, weird simulation of that, you know, and it's kind of the weirdest thing to say because, you know, that's kind of like what it was. It's just like, now that you're out here, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're on your own in that sense. I mean, I still have family and my brother, et cetera, but, you know, overall who you become as individual person evolving and developing is based on the decisions and choices that you choose to get in. And I feel like through this game, you kind of got to see like, you know, what do you want to evolve into and, and everything like that. Sometimes this survival of the fittest mindset can bring out the viciousness in people. Um, and, you know, and I think that this game constantly tested that uh, that line of thinking of like, you know, who you want to become. And for me, it wasn't even about like, oh, well, let me just go ahead. I need to get to here. I know how this is going to play out. I know what I need to do. But you just think a lot more about those decisions you would be making, you know, based off who you, who you want to become and how they're sometimes there won't be a clear answer um, and how a lot of things won't be black and white and how you have your own perspective on what is the truth and what is not the truth. So that's that was definitely one thing that I felt like, you know, was was something that I just you know I couldn't just, you know, just shake up like, oh, whatever, it's just a game. It's something that made me think about like if I'm 
growing up and living without the guidance of, you know, my, my parents, you know, like I am now, like, how would you be in real life? How would you really make these decisions? You know, I said this in value one, you know, and, and you know, losing my father, you know, kind of made the reality of your parents not being in your life for a very long time, a real thing, you know, that they can go. So like, you know, and then, and then from that experience and then seeing my mom going through these battles with cancer and then just, you know, playing this, it, it was just like, questioning even more like okay who who what type of person would you become you know in a setting where you're you're you have to survive and you don't have your parents with you what type of decisions would you make what type of outlook would you have what type of uh you know mindset would you go with you know and how would you adapt to the world that you're in as the world is changing it's hard to believe in dreams as our kids become the fiends Getting sucked up in between the reality and the green It's tempting when the friction that we hide with addiction catches up And our lies that we try to tell these women I know people don't be listening as we ride with suspicion We underlook the wisdom cause we're looking for our victims all the while, people watch us smile and refuse to pay attention to the signs and symptoms that are making up our system. Life is. And, you know, even just like with this game, too, there was an extreme level of violence and chaos in this game and set in the post apocalypse. And there's all sorts of like mutations and, and monsters and different creatures and different, um, you know, mercenary groups and gangs and. And, you know, um, armies and, and just, you know, militias or whatever that were, that were being formed based on the disparity of, of a world being collapsed and being, you know, destroyed and all that stuff like that. So in that level of survival, right, when you're faced with extreme violence and like, you know, chaos is like, you know, how, how do you maneuver through that? How do you even function through that? You know, I mean, granted, you know, I, I even think about just what's happening in, in, the, in the news today and things that, and the tragedies that happen in the world today for growing up. You know, I would have my parents, you know, my father, my mother to kind of give me their outlook, you know, uh, of, of like what they thought about it and how that kind of helped and how that helped bring some type of comfort to these challenging, you know, scary times and stuff like that, you know. But, you know, when, when you have these uh, horrible incidents that happen, these tragedies that happen to people and you don't necessarily have your parents to kind of give you just that their their perspective on the matter speaking to you. You know, and I know both my parents, you know, they were just, they were they always had that type of protectiveness even in us, even as we were, were older and my mom was healthy and my father was, you know, alive still and stuff like that. They said that level of protectiveness. They still want to know what we were up to, where we were going. They always still gave us information and, and, and kicked knowledge back to us about what to look out for and, and how to be safe and all those things like that, you know, you know, I can still remember even like when I was going to school in, in downtown Chicago, my father who has experience, he, who worked all of his life in Chicago, he saw the things were out there in the streets. He knew what was happening. So he gave me his knowledge of the perspective of what's going on out there in the world. You know, seeing that now and not having that direct access to their type of knowledge of things that go down, you constantly like, man, you know, like this world that we're living in is kind of like, it can get kind of scary sometimes, you know, when you don't have your parents to kind of go to. So again, that's just another reality playing through this and just kind of having this weird vision of surviving in a world without your parents surviving in, in a chaotic time or something like that and facing tragedy. What would you do to kind of, you know, protect yourself?
to see my character evolve and, and develop and the skill sets grew and the character gets stronger and you know you start making these decisions that align with what you would do in real life and you know and all these different things one of the things that that i uh, that i that i took away from it and and i and i feel like it's very true to, to my life you know once my parents did pass and you know my was just my brother and i it's just that you know one thing that you can't do is you can't stop moving forward or use my parents as an excuse to not move forward and, and that's uh that's a big idea for me because yeah, I feel like at times, like, yeah, I can just sit back and just and, and, and say that the reason why I'm not doing this and doing that and, and, and all that is because my parents aren't in my life, which is a very valid reason. Uh, but for me, I know for a fact that, you know, they, they wouldn't want myself or my brother to fall off. You know, they wouldn't want us to stop progressing and moving forward and prospering through these challenging times and through these obstacles or whatever they were going through. They, 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 they didn't raise us that way and they didn't, they wouldn't want us to become that. They wouldn't want us to, to, to do that. And that's something that I keep in my mind as well. But I just can't, you know, um, curl up and just let the chaos and and everything else that's happening and just the tough decisions that you got to make get to you where you just curl up in the ball. You don't want to get up. You don't want to get out. You don't want to face these challenges. You don't want to see anything. And you're just afraid to make decisions. You're afraid to to do things and and, and grow and evolve and, you know, and everything like that. Like, no, you can't let that happen to you. But, you know, these are real things that that can happen to people that, that, that may happen to people. And everyone grieves differently and experiences grief and, and, and what grief does to people, you know, um, it changes them differently too. And, and definitely it's changed me as well, but it, it's not to the point where I don't have the will and the energy to, to fight anymore. And now that the, you know, that in this case, this is my personal apocalypse with my parents not being in my life i can't you know live in this world anymore because it's no longer what i remember i don't like this new environment i can't keep going forward and no i never got to that point and just seeing that type of imagery in the game of just like despair and chaos and you know the world that was once before you know is now not what it is today and you know you have to survive in this environment you know like you got your character who is prospering he's still going on you know still moving through it you know still figuring things out and and making it work through these different hurdles and challenges and that's something that i see in me like that's how it has to be like you can't fold and crumble just because of your environment's change and what you know is no longer the same anymore i mean it's not going to come back but even through the chaos, even through the apocalypse, I still want to prosper. Candle and Knowledge is a live Slayer Audio production recorded at My Workstation Works OC and is executive produced by Q, Sane, and myself. 
the next episode will be released on November 29th. And more information can be found at CandoofKnowledge.com. That's CandoofKnowledge.com. All right. Thanks for listening, and I hope you subscribe and share with someone you appreciate. Take care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.